The cybersecurity domino effect. What is it, and what can individuals and organizations do to minimize the ill effects from it? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Michael Bremer. He's Vice President of Consumer Protection at Experian Consumer Services. Mike, it's a pleasure to talk with you again. Tom, it's a pleasure to always be with you. So, Mike, we've recently heard a lot of discussions about this so-called cybersecurity domino effect. Please put the term in context for us. Well, recently, Roy Rothrock, uh, who is a Forbes writer, talked about it and this refrain about the cascading impact across the enterprise of different things, and it's been repeated by other industry experts. The idea actually picks up on something that I talked about in some of my 2015 predictions that I made last December about the data breach industry and cybersecurity on the fact that the Internet of Things and their interconnectedness would impact organizations once a breach occurred or a number of breaches in succession. So, in my opinion, it simply means it's the wave of cybersecurity events and data breaches that would come and create a cumulative privacy and security issue for organizations and individuals alike, especially with PII or PHI that's at risk. Mike, what do you see as the cumulative impact of the cybersecurity domino effect on an individual as well as on an organization? Tom, the, the cumulative impact for an individual is that their identity is put at risk or even compromised by the succession of incidents that may or may not be connected. So PII that is compromised from one event can be combined from another event to cause additional harm. And we're seeing that more often from our fraud resolution team as they try to help people. For an organization, it is slightly different. With so many subcontractors, vendors, partners, clients, and business associates, any event in the interconnected supply or delivery chain can have far-reaching issues on a company's ability to defend itself and to respond to a data breach. And this puts added pressure on consumers, patients, and subcontractors alike. So as we sit here and talk right now, it's likely that someplace, somewhere, a data breach is happening, which indicates that the domino effect is only going to increase. So what does this mean for individuals in terms of, one, how should they respond to a breach notice from an organization? Well, it sounds very simple, Tom, but the first thing is read it. Second, the most important action is to follow the instructions on how to protect yourself. Many times, simple preventive measures like shredding documents or improving password length and complexity are great advice in many circumstances. Companies understand that breach response is much more than a compliance exercise, and they want to regain the trust of the affected parties. So the simple advice they give is the first thing that you should take note of. Well, Mike, one of the first things that always comes up is identity protection. So what should individuals do when they are offered identity protection in the wake of a breach? 
First, Tom, recent surveys from Poneman tell us that 63% of consumers want identity theft protection offered as part of a breach response. And almost that same percentage expect the company to provide expert call center resources to answer questions related to the incident. Simply put, if identity theft protection is offered, you should always take action and sign up. Taking no action or waiting until bad things happen only to call a toll-free number provided is actually the worst thing an affected party can do. Signing up for a product like Experience Protect My ID takes three easy steps, and then you've got access to things like a credit report, ongoing fraud surveillance, dark web surveillance, some identity theft protection insurance, and then your best fraud resolution to be able to solve any issues that may come up because of the event or even events that occurred before the announcement was made. But then, Mike, we both know identity theft protection isn't enough. What do individuals need to do to be vigilant beyond that level of protection? Tom, consumers are in the best position to review any alerts for fraud from the services an identity theft protection product would provide. Still, there's additional practical steps consumers can take to prevent fraud. And some examples include paying attention to the basics, like if your mail was stopped or redirected, new credit card offers, or delinquency notices from accounts you didn't recognize. You should check your account transactions or sign up for things like the free BillGuard app that has Protect My ID membership embedded in it. And finally, never reuse any passwords and make them longer. Up to 15 alphanumeric characters is is recommended by most professionals. So to this point, we've talked mainly about individuals. How about organizations? What should they do to respond in terms of how they prepare themselves, their employees, their customers from the impacts of multiple incidents, as you say, the domino effect? We have a a data breach response guide that we update annually, and we've seen top organizations take the advice and already have a practice response plan in place prior to a breach. The easiest and most cost-effective investment from a planning perspective is job-specific employee privacy training about cybersecurity and the fact that nearly 80% of the breaches that we service, and we serviced about 3,400 last year, actually address this training issue because those breaches were due to employee negligence. It's not a point-in-time exercise, but it's an ongoing regular exercise. As we've seen in recent weeks, many organizations have had multiple cybersecurity events that happen in succession so that employee and privacy training that's done either semi-annually or quarterly is very important. So, Mike, if you were to sum up, what steps do you recommend for individuals and organizations alike that want to stand up and do the right thing to minimize the impact from the cybersecurity domino effect? My top three personal recommendations are Number one, take an inventory of where all your PII or PHI might be and how it is protected currently. 
This is just like you would do for your valuables in your house or your possessions in a safety deposit box in a bank. Second, don't give any sensitive information to other people if you do not have to. And third, never click on a link or download any files unless you've just communicated with the person who advised you and you know them and you just received that from them. Keep in mind that three of four of the largest breaches we have serviced in the past year started from a simple spear phishing attack where someone clicked on the wrong link. Mike, great topic, great discussion. I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you very much. Tom, always a pleasure. Thank you. The topic has been the cybersecurity domino effect. I've been talking with Michael Bremer, Vice President, Consumer Protection at Experian Consumer Services. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.